Top of the morning, top of the morning to you. Welcome, 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 and good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to the prayer line. This is Bishop coming at you at 5 a.m. June 8th. Can y'all imagine that? Man, we are in June, the month of June. Uh, today is the 8th, and we praise God for our new beginnings, new beginnings. Praise God. That's what 8 means in biblical numerology. This is the prayer call. So we're going to pray this morning. Father, we honor you, we bless you, and we magnify you. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks and praise, because you alone are the redeemer of our life. We thank you for this great and awesome day in which you have made. In it we shall rejoice and be glad. We thank you that you delivered us from the powers of darkness. You have translated us into the kingdom of your dear son, whereby you have given us the legal right to call you Abba, Father, because it is written in your word, you will never leave us, nor will you ever forsake us. And we thank you for that, Father. We thank you for your faithfulness this morning. We thank you that you loved us, Lord God. Lord, therefore, we love you. And I thank you, Lord God, when we did not love you, you loved us. And so we thank you for it. We bless you for it. Lord, we thank you for everyone that is on the line this morning. In advance, I say we thank you for every prayer request, Lord God, that has been sent in as we lift them up to you and come in agreement, Lord God, we declare that every prayer request will be answered. I thank you, Lord, for every person that got up and got on this line this morning, and I thank you that every need, listen to what I'm saying this morning, every need will be abundantly met. We come into agreement with you because the word of God said, it is our God that should supply all of our needs according to his riches and according to his glory by Christ Jesus. So we declare your needs are met. We declare you healed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. We declare not one financial dilemma that you're going through. God will not come in and he will fill the void. We thank you for healing in your physical body. We thank you for healing of relationships. We thank you for healing of your emotions in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you that you are moving in the hearts of your people as we put all of our hope, all of our faith, all of our trust in you this morning. Well, I want to introduce our team this morning, have an exciting team, and we're going to jump into it. We're going to have a great time this morning. And so we have Sister Myrna who, um, with Stone, who will be doing our prayer requests this morning. Sister Myrna, how are you? Good morning, Bishop. I am wonderful. Thank you. How are you? I am doing excellent this morning. This is a great day to be in the kingdom, so I'm excited about it. And so it Thank you for being on the line with us this morning. And we have with us a son of the house all the way from Southern California. Praise God for Pastor Rufus Chambers. Pastor, how are you this morning? Doing well, doing well, Bishop. Good morning to you and good morning to the entire team that's on. Looking forward to being with you all this morning. Well, thank you for being with us. Thank you for getting up because I know you have a ton of things to do today, being that it is the graduation season, and I can't believe you're <laughs> waiting and all that your children are doing. I really thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you last night and uh, all the things you shared with me about your family. And you know what? 
there's a lot of people, your, your children are graduating, they're going to college and different things like that. You know, tonight we're going to have a wonderful, wonderful platform talking about commencement. we got a panel tonight Ooh. for our live Bible study, and the topic of the discussion is commencement. It's wow. different. It's different. It's going to bless y'all. I'm telling you, it's, it's going to give you some answers, give you some hope, deal with some emotions because you know you got all that stuff going on, man. When you send your children to send your children to college, absolutely, especially after COVID, yeah, especially after COVID, it's a different thing. So it's it's going to be um, exciting, and I look forward to it. Well, hey, I've already prayed this morning. I want to say good morning to. Everyone that's on the line, our prayer team, the the team, the operators, and everybody that do what you do to make this happen, good morning to you, and thank you for your faithfulness. Good morning to our New Destiny Church family. Good morning to the body of Christ and all those that are on this morning. I'm going to hand it over to Pastor Rufus, and we just thank God that he's going to use him this morning so that we're all going to be blessed and get our day started. So, Pastor Rufus. Amen. Thank you for the baton exchange, uh, Bishop. Good morning to each and every one of you. Um, today for a topic, we're just going to briefly talk about how do we know that God is faithful. And to kind of open up that discussion, we're going to go to Numbers 2319, a very familiar passage that's just going to kind of frame our thoughts and, and our discussion uh, this morning in prayer. In Numbers 2319, in the King James, it says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Have he said, and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken, and shall he not make it good? In the NRSV version, the same passage says, God is not a human being that he should lie, or a mortal that he should change his mind. He ha Has he promised, and will he not do it? Has he spoken, and will he not fulfill it? So the question on the floor this morning is, how do we know that God is faithful? And if you're anything like me, sometimes you need a reminder I believe that each and every one of you, if you've, if you've sacrificed your time this morning, you've done so with intentionality. I believe that if, if you're on this call, you have some consciousness of God being faithful. But regardless of you having a consciousness and having an awareness of God being faithful, many of us need a reminder and let this morning be a reminder, because the truth of the matter is some of us are in the midst of different seasons. You may be under the sound of my voice, and you may be going through a season of triumph. Bishop mentioned this week is a week of celebration for the Chambers household. We are in the midst of, of celebrating our daughters. And in the midst of celebrating our daughters, I'm reminded of God's faithfulness. Some of you may be in the midst of tragedy. I, I would be remiss to not mention the families that are burying little children this week due to the shooting that happened in Texas. 
Those families are in the midst of tragedy. They're in the midst of mourning. And I believe even in the midst of tragedy, they need a reminder of the faithfulness of God. And it's amazing how one word, faithful, one description of God being faithful can hold the tension can hold the tension between tragedy and triumph. Some families may not be in triumph. Some families may not be in tragedy. Some families may be in the middle of a tremendous trial. And as they're holding on to the word of God, they need a reminder of the faithfulness of God. Over here in Scripture, we find in 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, the Apostle Paul made a very, a very strong statement in verse 9. 1 Corinthians 1 and 9, it says, God is faithful by whom you are called unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let's just lean in to the Apostle Paul making this statement, because again, as the Apostle Paul wrote the epistles, he was writing not from an academic perspective per se, but he was writing from an experiential perspective. So when the Apostle Paul says that God is faithful, the Apostle Paul had some guaranteed evidence he had some lived experience that confirmed that God is faithful. When you look back on your own life, I know that in, your, in that well that's inside of your belly, there's some evidence that you need to remind yourself of in the name of Jesus. Regardless if you're in a trial, regardless if you're in tragedy, Regardless of if you're in triumph, you have to remind yourself of the faithfulness of God because of your own lived experience. And I know who I'm talking to this morning. This is the elite platoon of the church. You may not have the title. You may not have the appropriate garb. But I know if you're on this prayer call this morning, you represent the strength of this body of believers. Hear me now. I understand what happens on Sunday is dictated what happens in prayer. This is the birthing room. So, again, some of you need to be reminded of the faithfulness of God, because watch this, as you're reminded of the faithfulness of God, it's going to influence how you petition God this morning. His faithfulness. The Apostle Paul said, God is faithful. God is faithful. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's just look quickly at a definition of God being faithful. In 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 when we do a little research, we see that faithful means being, God being trustworthy. We see that it means that God is trustful 
It represents believing. It represents being faithful. Or watch this, just being sure or true. So, again, when the Apostle Paul says God is faithful, he's saying that God is trustworthy. So, again, he's trustful. So, again, as we petition God this morning, we need to do so knowing that, watch this, that God can be trusted with our petitions, regardless of the season that we're in. Let us be reminded through our lived experience that, that God is trustworthy. Because, again, when you read the whole book, you understand how the story ends. You understand that, 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 that watch this, this is another thought here. Because when I'm thinking about what is this word faithful, I'm thinking about not only what does faithful mean, but watch this, I'm thinking about what is God faithful to? Again, what is God faithful to? We know that God is faithful to his word, glory to God. We know that God is faithful to his people, glory to God. We know that God is faithful to his promise, glory to God. And we know that God is faithful to his prophets, glory to God. So again, as we survey our own life, and as we survey the canvas of this land, let us not forget his faithfulness. In the book of Isaiah, the 55th chapter, it says, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return until they have watered the earth, make it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to bread to the eater, then it says, so shall my word that goes out of my mouth, it shall not, it shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent. That passage out of Isaiah 55 it illustrates and articulates God being faithful to his word. So let this morning's devotion just be a reminder that God is yet faithful, that each and every one of you have a lived experience that should draw inspiration to you regardless of the season that you are in. Father, we thank you, we honor you, we bless you, we magnify you. Father, we give you the fruit of our lips this morning because you are the redeemer of our lives. I thank you for this prayer gathering. I thank you, Lord God, as we go forth from this moment, that this moment that precedes, Lord God, that it will represent a manifestation of your faithfulness. Father, I pray that you would shine your face upon each and every person that is under the sound of my voice. Father, that you would confirm your word in the lives of these people as they open up their mouths to pray and intercede, Lord God, that there would be a corresponding action that would take place. Father, we're aware that as your word is prayed, Lord God, that I believe that angels, Lord God, are going to hasten to perform these words. 
Father, I thank you for New Destiny Church. I thank you for Bishop Smith and Pastor Adrian and the entire congregation. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Wow. Man, I, I am I am encouraged this morning. I pray you're encouraged. You know, I got some questions I want to ask. I want to throw some stuff out. We're going to put that on hold for just a moment, and we're going to go to Sister Myrna. Let's, let's continue in prayer, and let's all come in agreement this morning with those that we are praying for and those we're praying with. And so, Sister Myrna, let's turn it over to her. Uh, we have a prayer request from Rosemary Williams. She's having eye surgery on June 13th to have the cataract removed from her left eye. By faith, I am believing for complete wholeness and no complications. So, Father God, we come before you this morning on one accord, Father God, standing in the gap for your daughter, Rosemary, who believes in you and has faith in you and has faith in your word. We agree with Rosemary, Father God, that her recovery time will be speedily and there will be no complications, not during the surgery and not after the surgery. Be with the doctor's hands, Father. Guide them during the surgery. Be the doctor's eyes so that nothing is missed and that all that needs to be removed will be removed in order for Rosemary to see clearly. Father, we thank you in advance for the wonderful praise report that Rosemary will share with us on how you healed her quickly, on how you showed up for her. Continue to surround her, Father God, with strong faith and peace that surpasses her own understanding. Envelop her now, Father God, where she is so that she can sense your presence, your strength, your peace, and your love. And Father God, for anyone else, Father God, who is on the line this morning, whether for them directly or someone else that's close to them, if they have a procedure coming up or if they just received a report from the doctor or if they just need to be comforted or strengthened or maybe they're just hungry for more of your presence. Father, we ask that you show up for each and every person on this prayer call this morning, right where they are. As Pastor Rufus said, maybe they're in a joyous season. Maybe it's triumphant. Maybe it's tragedy. Maybe it's a trial. But Father God, regardless, you are God. Let your deep, Father, call unto our deep. Be God in every way for them. Speak to each and every one of them and let you know let them know that you hear them. Remind them, Holy Spirit, of your faithfulness so they don't grow weary in well doing. Father, stir them up in the areas that need to be stirred. Guide them and lead them as only you can. Open doors that only you can open. Close doors that only you can close. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you, Father God, for being faithful, for being true, for being loving, for being kind, for being a healer, for being a shield, for being our support, 
for being our strength, for being our stronghold when we need it, for being all that we need you to be when we need you to be it, as we continually surrender to you. Father, be God in each and every one of our lives. We magnify your holy and good name, Father God, because you and you alone are worthy. You're worthy of all the praise, you are worthy of all the glory, and you are worthy of all the honor. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. As Pastor Rufus said this morning, we can be in different seasons. And no matter what season you're in, God will continue to show his faithfulness towards you especially when we apply God's word to our life in faith. You may have did sin, you may have not sent your prayer requests in, but you have a need. As we started this prayer line off this morning, I pray that God will supply all of your needs according to his riches, according to his glory by Christ Jesus. It was said this morning that some people are in a season of mourning. I can't imagine how those parents feel in Valdez, Texas, bearing their children, children that should be graduating. Matter of fact, they had just finished a graduation that day. As Pastor Rufus shared with us, his daughters, one of his daughters graduating from high school, getting ready to enter into college, which is a major accomplishment, a major transition, and they're in a season of celebration. Here it is, families are in two seasons at one time, a season of celebration and quickly thrown into a season of mourning. We lift them up this morning, that in God's own wisdom, his own providence, that he will comfort them as they go through times of mourning. And not just them. We look at Buffalo and their families that are mourning, adults mourning um, our African-American brothers and sisters who have transitioned over a senseless violence. We ask God that he would comfort them, that he would comfort their families, comfort their children as they continue to go through this season, which is called grief. Some things just doesn't make sense. But the Bible tells us that it will come a point in time that lawlessness will increase. And that's what we're looking at. Lawlessness have increased. Murder has been uh, unleashed on the streets in America. But all of these are results of the enemy manipulating the minds of God's greatest, greatest gift, which is humanity. And that's why we pray. That's why we are to be, or try to be, let me put it that way, faithful. Pastor Rufus said, we need a reminder that God is faithful. And so I'm going to swing back and forth. We have a few minutes left, and someone asked Pastor Rufus a couple of questions, if you all don't mind. 
And so, Pastor Rufus, when you say we need a reminder that God is faithful, can you share with us some of the ways that God reminds us of his faithfulness so that it will encourage us, no matter what we're dealing with, we can, you know what, wait on God. God's going to come through for us. And so can you share with us some of the ways that God reminds us of his faithfulness? Yeah, sure, Bishop. Um, when I think about how God reminds us of his faithfulness, you know, number one, his word. You know, when we go into his word, and what I like to do sometimes when I'm studying scripture, I really try and hone in on our biblical heroines within to really try and understand their life, their struggle, their journey, their perspective, and how their lives collided with the sovereignty of God. Because when I do so, it brings encouragement to me because, again, I'm just not reading words on the paper. I'm really trying to put myself in this story of the Bible. Because I believe as we get into the word of God, then we, we, we start to understand his faithfulness. Even when we study, you know, the, the, uh, the prophets, you know, when you look at Isaiah or Jeremiah, in those passages, you will see God go from being angry to God being, giving a promise, you know, through the prophet. And, and for me, again, it's a reminder of the character of the nature of God. And then as I ponder my own life, I'm left with that encouragement from the word of God. You know, so, so again, the word of God should hold such a prominent place in our life, you know, that, that that's where we're resting our case. That's where we're resting our hat, you know, on all of this stuff. And not only the word of God, but, you know, we, we know what the Bible says, that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony. I believe that our testimony is always a source of encouragement to ourselves, and I understand that we're being bombarded with constant new information, news reels, uh, social media, headlines, and rumors, and all of that. And we've got to be careful that this onslaught of information is not overriding our own testimony. Oh, that's I'll never forget one of, one of my favorite um, teachers from the past. She said that nobody, she said, I don't care what somebody says in the Greek or the Hebrew, she said, nobody can talk me out of my own testimony. And for her, she used to be a prostitute. She used to be a drug addict. And, and when she says that, it always encouraged me that, again, in our own testimony, there's a reminder of the faithfulness of God. And as I look back on my own life and the man that I used to be, it is a source of encouragement about his faithfulness. And this is about his faithfulness, that he was willing to yet wait on each and every one of us. And even when we fall short today, he's yet faithful to wait for us to get ourselves together. So, again, there's so much evidence on the floor this morning 
that points to the faithfulness of God. So, again, to answer your question, Bishop, his word and our testimony are two great ways to remind ourselves of his faithfulness. Oh, that's good. I like that. So what you're saying is we don't have to look far to see the faithfulness of God. All we need to do is look in our own lives. Amen. I like Absolutely. That. Man, because, you know, sometimes we don't, we don't, when it comes to trying to uh, identify where is God or what God is doing in our lives or what God will do, we don't look to ourselves to see what God has done in our past. And our, our past tells us about the character of God. So if you Absolutely. can look past and look where you are presently, you it should give you some kind of information, some kind of um, trust that God alone is faithful because of what God has done in his past. I like the fact that Pastor Rufus said, look to the testimony of God. And then you said uh, the word. We can look at the word. The word is, is so powerful because my entire life is built on the word, mm-hmm. built on the foundation of the word. Everything I do, I pretty much have a biblical reference why I do it. And that always helps me because I know that God upholds his word. God's up, God always upholds his word. And so the question I asked you was, um, um, you know, what are some of the reminders that God is faithful? And the question, uh, Pastor Rufus, brings me over to Abraham. And mm-hmm. when... God was proving his faithfulness to Abraham because God will prove to us how faithful he is. And I need you to hear that this morning. God will prove how faithful he is. I'm going to say this and I'm going to let Pastor Rufus jump in. But God will prove to us how faithful he is because over in the book of Genesis, verse 22, I mean, um, chapter 22, verse 17, and dealing with Abraham, God was proving to Abraham that he was going to keep his promise concerning a word. Hmm. He was going to keep his promise concerning a word he had given to Abraham. And he said to Abraham, I will certainly bless you, and I will multiply your descendants beyond number, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashores. Your descendants will conquer the cities, their enemies. Abraham didn't even have a child. But he said, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a child. And to prove it, they're going to multiply like the stars that are in the sky and the sand that's on the seashore. Now, you know what? Can we count the stars in the sky or the sand that's on beaches? Absolutely not. But God says, that's the reminder I'm giving you. So every time you look up to the heavens, remember my promise. Remember my word to you. Every time you walk along the beach, every time you walk along the seashore, I want you to remember my promise. Man, that is a powerful reminder that God will keep his word. Man, it's serious. I I, I love that, man. I love that. So uh, do you have anything to add to that? 
No, no, I believe uh, <laughs> I've said all that. God, uh, unk should be the same. So I'm good, Bishop. All right. Well, let, let me let me let me say this. You got me fired up this morning. You got me fired up this morning. That's why I love the Word of God because you can't exhaust the Word of God, especially when you hide the Word within your heart. And and that's that's a major key that we hide the Word within our heart. Uh, over in Second Timothy, Timothy, um, Paul writes a letter to Timothy in Second Timothy two verse thirteen. He says to him that. Um, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for God cannot deny himself. When we are faithless, God remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. And what it's saying is that God will not deny his word. So... And I'm getting ready to wrap up this morning. It's 5.33. What has God spoken to your heart? Like Abraham. God gave him a word. And Abraham had no evidence to really prove that God was going to do what he said he was going to do. But the Bible says... Abraham staggered not at the faithfulness promises of God. He grew strong in faith, giving praise and glory to God. I believe, regardless of what season we're in, if God has given you a word, and God has given us plenty of words, we can look from cover to cover, and we see the promises of God in the Bible. Pastor Rufus mentioned Isaiah 55 and verse 11. His word will not return unto us void. It will accomplish that which he pleased, and it will prosper in the thing in which he's sent it. All you have to do is start praising God for what he said to you. He also mentioned your testimony. I believe we look all around ourselves trying to see whether or not God's going to come through, but you need to look at God's history. That's what our past shows us. It shows us the history of God. And I've seen God come through for me personally. I've seen God come through for many of you personally over and over again. Abraham waited 25 years to see what God promised come to fruition. But when you look today at the descendants of Abraham, the children of Abraham, they are just as God said it. You are actually counted as one of the stars in the sky and one of the pieces of sands, one of the grains of sands that is on the seashore. I think it's absolutely powerful. We are the descendants of Abraham. We're the people of faith. Our God can be trusted. He is a faithful God. He is a faithful God. He is more faithful than the Son. Great is his faithfulness. 
the sun, as long as we all have been alive, it has never not got up in the east. It rises in the east, and it sets in the west every single day. That's a sign to us of the faithfulness of God. And so I pray this morning that it encourage you. I'm going to swing back to Pastor Rufus and see if he has any closing remarks before we bring our time of prayer and devotion to a close this morning. Pastor Rufus, do you have any closing remarks? Um, nothing other than I just encourage each and every person to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might that they would continue to fight the good fight of faith and not lose track of what the Spirit is leading each and every one of them to do. Thank you, Bishop, for allowing me to come on today. Well, thank you, son, for coming on today. You've been a blessing to us. I want to say once again, congratulations to, to Winter. And also, Will, I'm so proud of you and uh, your wife, Jamila. I am so proud of you all um, to see how your daughters are, are have been raised up wonderfully and what they are accomplishing in life. One is on her way to USC. The other one is on her way to I'm going to say uh, New York on Broadway or something. <laughs> Amen. We receive it. Yeah, man. I am serious. It is amazing. I mean, I, I was just so blessed of what you shared with me last night and the photos that you shared with me last night. It shows the faithfulness of God, and it shows that you are where you're supposed to be, where you're supposed to be there. You're doing a wonderful job as a father. And, brother, I am I am just really excited about it. I am excited about it. So congratulations once again. So Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And so, you know, we're going to do something different. We're going to do something different. So we're gonna, I'm going to get our operator ready. We're not going to open the line this morning. We're not going to do that. What I would like for our operator to do for us this morning is to play some worship. And so we'll go back into worship for about five minutes or so, and then we're going to bring the prayer line to a close. So the way we came in is the way we're going to exit out. We're going to worship the faithfulness of God. And in your own way, in your own time, because we're not going to open the prayer line today, just declare to God, remind God how faithful he is. Tell God what God has already told you. And that's what I said Sunday. How do we know God is faithful? Because he told us in his word. God alone has said to us, I'm a faithful God. And so let's tell God of his faithfulness. Let's thank God for his faithfulness. Let's thank God for the testimony that we all have. And we have that testimony because of the word of God, and the promises of God. They faileth not. It's not in the nature of God to let you down. God will never let us down. And so be encouraged. This is Sister Myrna, Pastor Rufus, and Bishop. We are signing off this morning. Come on, let us go back into worship.
thank you, Lord Jesus. 